Uh, welcome back, everybody. We are in Gov service again. A side story of our Splinters of a Broken Sun podcast. When last we left off, our heroes, question mark, had set out on a perilous journey across the desert into the wasteland far outside the boundaries of Gov's domain in pursuit of the third sunfall in history, or at least one of them. This is the closest one of five that happened all at once when the sun went dark. I'm joined today by our three players, Trudy. Hi, Trudy. Hi. And Trudy, who do you play? Uh, I play Zora. Okay, Zora is the sword, the sword of Gov, who is the strong right arm of, you know, uh, the church. Of Gov. Of Gov, that's right. I'm also joined by Dustin. Hello, Matt. Hi. <laughs> who are you playing today? The same person I play every time, but Quan Joy, the seeker, and his heroic battle ram, Ramulus. Those are the ones. And yeah. uh, last but certainly not least, we're also joined by Pat. Hey, how's it going? I am playing Squall, who is the stalwart. He is, and he's got the best the hair. Squallwart, if you will. The squallwart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. See you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. All right, so you've made your way across the sands of the desert, and uh, thanks to the guidance of Quanjoy and the uh, path-clearing muscles of Zora, you were able to make your way in less time than you thought you would, so that the moons are still out when you arrive at the boundary. You're about six kilometers out from the, uh, from the impact crater that you can see all the way over on the left side of the map there. That's the impact crater. There's still like a big mushroom cloud that's glowing with seven or eight different colors sort of crackling through it in waves that's beginning to settle, but it looks very eerie and super creepy. Like there's there's like neon colors streaking through this mushroom cloud. You've got your pink, you've got your light blue, your purple, your green, uh, you know. All right. So we're dealing with a, a 90s cloud here. It's extremely 90s, yes. I'm cool. into it. So as you are there, as I said, you're about six kilometers out, and they recommend you don't approach closer than three kilometers without wearing the protective gear that the governor has sent with Carla and you. So what okay. are your, your characters thinking now that you're in full view of this phenomenon? Well, I, I have a quick question. Uh, does the gear prevent, like, do we have any downsides from having to wear this gear other than Obviously, the gear is protecting us, but I mean, is it particularly like bulky? Is it inhibiting our movement in any way? It's clunky. It's awkward. It's difficult to hear. You can't see super well. Think like a spacesuit, not the fancy new ones that they're designing, but the ones that they've been using all this time. Okay. That's kind of what we're looking at here. There's a lot of padding of, of materials you don't know much about, and then sort of like a a helmet that's got some clear panes of glass on the front, but they're not that big because they don't want to let the corruption in to the suit. That's, that's a good idea. It's that's like there's smart. like a, a visor in the front that you can see out. But, I'm uh, just kind of picturing a, a G.I. Joe Star Brigade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Yep. It's in the signature blue and orange of the church. All right. Definitely Star Brigade colors. Yeah, I was going to say, it's uh, pretty much 90s ozone right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, crap. I I imagine that all three of us are probably pretty mortified by this. Carla's extra mortified, and the scouts, I don't even think they're real people, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, the scout, there, there are not enough of these for the scouts to wear. There's enough for you three and Carla. There are four suits. Uh, oh, well, uh, Carla's chance is just went way down. Uh, uh, he's not going is in there. Is getting any protection at all? He's not going in there. Okay. Uh, you don't. Yeah. You don't have to bring him in. Uh, the governor no. did send like a a blanket that he, uh, he claims will protect him that you can put yeah. over him. Nope, he's not going in there. All right. yeah. That just made me think of the Simpsons thing where you know he sleeps under an oxygen tent that he claims gives him magic powers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so how close do you want to get before you leave your cart and ram and the scouts behind? Let's actually leave them. Uh, so they recommended three kilometers before we put the gear on. Yeah. So let's leave everyone four kilometers just in case so they have an extra buffer away from all of the corruption. That's what they call it. 
Okay. Does everyone agree with that? I agree oh, yeah, with that. Oh, yes, certainly. Okay. As and I'm going to tell them they better protect my ram. They look at you and they, they all salute. Of course, Seeker. Of course, Seeker. All right. Of course, Seeker. <laughs> Tight. And Ramulus is sort of watching you as you get dressed and his his big double pupiled eyes are looking mournfully at you at the, the prospect of a separation. Oh, it'll be okay, buddy. Just stay with these three idiots, and I'm sure everything will work out just fine for both of us, as always. He sort of snorts and paws at the ground, throws his head, and is looking over at the cloud and then back at you. Yeah, don't go in there no matter what. Even if you think I'm in trouble, it's not worth it. Just don't go in there. There's nothing that can protect you from it. Just just stay here. He gives a big sigh and then does as you say. All right. Uh, Carla is sort of taking more time than is strictly necessary to get into this outfit. She's sort of like humming to herself and awkwardly like taking several attempts to put on every aspect of this outfit. I, I was I was picturing like accidentally like sticking her leg into one of the arm sleeves and <laughs> absolutely you know, like falling over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like she's delaying it, does it? It absolutely seems like she's trying to delay this whole situation. Zora's going to go. We don't have much time. You need some assistance. Uh, I mean, I. I mean, you you can just come with us with the with the protection half on. I mean, you'll only get half corrupted. <laughs> I I'll, I'll get it on. I mean, it's just like, is there really that much of a rush? Like nobody lives out here. That well, you know of. That's a good point. Another good point is uh, we did kind of see the sun explode. Yeah. We want to try to figure that one out. Okay, but I mean, it, it's not like the sun is, is dead. It'll be fine. It's just maybe if we wait a little longer, the sun will come back on. Or maybe if we wait a little longer, we won't be able to join the pieces back together and we'll be stuck with five suns. And that's weird and probably against God's thing. I mean, what you're saying is kind of heretical if you think about it. What? <laughs> But I mean, you know, and I continue on in this vein, but because then I put my my big dome helmet on, it just kind of comes out as like. (laughs) (laughs) So you get uh, Carla's size and not wanting to be seen as a heretic sort of gets the rest of her outfit on. But she she's not looking great about the situation. Well, none of us look great in these outfits. Come on. Mine's very flattering. Oh, yeah. Yours was yours. It's like it's weirdly like these were tailored to Quanjoy. (laughs) Conjoy <laughs> is making it work Yep So the uh, scout lieutenant Shara comes and she hooks some tubes Up from each of your suits So that all of your suits Are connected to each other with these tubes Are these uh, for communication? Yeah they're, they're for, for parts They're for both uh, communication. How far do they stretch? Because this is going to suck in combat Yeah it is but Otherwise you won't be able to communicate and you might get lost because there's a wall of dust thrown up ahead of you. It's getting harder and harder to see as you get closer. Uh, once you're at the four kilometer range here, you can already feel strong winds and there's sand sort of blasting you in the face. But once you've got your stuff on, that is reduced to a, a dull roar and the, the clink of sand against the glass and the, the patter of sand against the other fabrics in your outfits here. And these tubes, they're like... They're not short, they're long enough, but you sort of have to manage them because otherwise like you might trip over them or they might get too long or if you keep them too short, then you're going to fall over. Like you can sort of reel them and spool them a bit, but uh, if you're well, not Hopefully careful, I'll be as good at managing this as I was at managing the rations. Absolutely, I can't wait to see how that works out. Yeah, are you going to make me roll wisdom for like carry two? <laughs> no, not for two okay, carry. Good. Uh, so you can hear each other better once you are connected with these tubes and, of course, smell each other, as as you keep pointing out, like that scene in Rocket Yeah, my, my, my Drakkar Noir seeps into the other suits. <laughs> Was it, is Rocket Man the name of that movie with his name? Harlan? Harlan Williams? That's the one. Yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I think that is the movie you're thinking of. Yeah. That, that scene with the connected space suits is... I, I about died laughing when I watched that as a young man. I mean, it's it's better than the uh, the space helmet scene in the Jackass movie. I will. I will <laughs> oh <give you> that. <laughs> man! <laughs> All right, 
All right. So you are you're all suited up. You've got your cables uh, as managed as you can. You're sort of figuring that out as you go, and uh, it's time to proceed on foot. I okay. Guess. Someone want to light a torch or something? Would that help? I don't know. Wouldn't wouldn't the sands just like put it right out? I don't know. Yeah. Not a scientist. You could. Do we, do uh, we have a magic sandproof torch? Uh, you don't, but you have lanterns. Oh, that might, yeah. That might work. Okay. Yeah, I guess you. How many lanterns do you want to bring? Three. Sure. What about Carla? Ah, uh, four. Sorry <laughs> for the swear. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Putting you like sh- Super Mario jump noise over. It. <laughs> 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 so you each uh you each light up a lantern and I guess you're sort of holding it up or I don't know, you can maybe these outfits have a way to strap a lantern to your helmet. Oh, that would be cool. Like 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 uh, one of those little uh, hats with the police siren on it. Yeah. Like like a miner. Yeah. Yes. You got these lanterns I'm, I'm and you like can like a miner's helmet but with like a long arm on the front like a like a reindeer antler that you can hang a, a lantern <laughs> like a full oil lantern from. So like an like angler an fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Right. So you get your your lanterns attached to these angled anglerfish uh, horns, I guess, antlers, whatever. So they're not dangling directly in front of your face because that would blind you, but uh, they are at an angle up there. All right, and you okay. step you step forward, and the first kilometer is unpleasant, but not too bad because it's just the the constant patter of the sand that that you can hear. And is it, I'm going to keep looking back and making sure Carla is keeping up. Yeah, she's she's attached to the rest of you as well. So all four well, yeah, of you are I mean, connected. You know, I'm just making sure we're not like, you know, at the risk of where we might end up like dragging her. She's not uh, she's not allowing herself to fall that far behind. Like she you've okay, successfully so. put the fear of Gov in her with that comment. So she's trying to keep up, but not with with my with my errant meanness. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she has a great deal of respect for you, and uh, especially after you helped her yeah, out. Yeah, she's got a lot of problems. Yeah, especially after you helped her out last time with all those uh, accounts and audits readings that you did together. Those were really helpful to her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're like, we're like best friends. I was going to say, we're, we're definitely like, as soon as like the Minotaur appears, we're throwing Carla at that thing and running, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carla! Okay, so you, after the first kilometer, it starts to get worse because you have entered the sort of wall of this growing storm. It seems that not only has the impact caused that mushroom cloud, it's also created a bit of a, not quite a hurricane, but there's like a wall of wind and sand and debris that's sort of rotating at a high speed around this area. And it makes it difficult to keep your feet. So let's uh, go ahead and see all of you defy danger with your constitution or your strength. Oh yeah, strength. Is there a preference or is I both of mine is the same? Uh, it that. depends on if you're trying to just like grit your teeth and bear it or if you're trying to like specifically hold your ground and push forward oh, I'm with like your brute force. Because that would be like if you're trying to force yourself through it, it's strength. If you're trying to just deal okay. with it, that's constitution. Okay, so uh, Trudy, you got a six there and Squall, you rolled a nine. I'm going to do Constitution, please, Matthew. Okay. That makes sense. You rolled a 10. Okay. Oh, we really did trade. (laughs) (laughs) You're spreading the misfortune around. (laughs) As is my nature. Quanjo, you are able to sort of anchor uh, the party as the winds become stronger and stronger. You're able to sort of, in your experience, what have you done before that has prepared you for this? Um... Well, you know, being out in the desert and living off of the land, there are a lot of windstorms that do kick up rocks and sand and other harsh debris. So just experience of being out in the wilderness and dealing with that for a long time, many years. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. So you're, you're sort of keeping low to the ground and you're using your, your senses and your good sense of direction to keep moving forward towards your goal through this uh, maelstrom. And Squall, you're able to sort of brute force your way through like you're thinking this is nothing that this is nothing to the might of gov right exactly so you're just sort of right out of my mouth (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) Uh, you're just sort of like trying to defiantly walk through uh and as you're trying to defiantly walk through the uh lantern gets ripped off of your helmet and flies away into the distance you hear it shattering that's no good 
So it's uh, it's dark. It's darker now for you. You have to rely on the lanterns of the others. And Zora, you're trying to. You're used to just sort of brute forcing your way through problems. That's how the sword deals with stuff with a sword. But unfortunately, you can't like punch or cut the wind. So not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so you're sort of you're trying to trying to do that kind of thing, and the wind ends up sort of knocking you off your feet because you're keeping too high of a profile. And you go sort of getting knocked off into the distance until the uh, the tube catches in between the group of uh, of all of you, and that sort of wrenches you a bit. Your head uh, gets bonked around inside of your helmet, which causes a debility for you. And that one is to your intelligence. You are stunned, so you can click on stunned next to your intelligence there. Yep. I got it. And as this is happening, Carla is just sort of lying on the ground, crying. And the two of you who have kept your feet, uh, Squall and Quanjoy, you are going to have to sort of reel Zora back in and get Carla through this. So that's going to require you to, uh, again, defy danger because the wind is just howling around you now. You're, you're deep in the thick of this storm and you can feel Zora's tether slash communication tube is stretched taut and she's not able to find her feet. And Carla's is sort of like, she's just laid face down on the ground like a toddler who's given up. Okay, so Squall, you're stronger than me. Maybe you can help Zora and I will help Carla. Sounds good. Okay. So Zora, I want you to roll an aid or interfere for Squall. And we'll see if you are able to sort of stabilize yourself. Okay, yeah. So how is it that you... How is it that you help out here as Squall's trying to reel you back in? So am I at all able to stumble up to my feet with a with a nine? Sure. You can say you, yeah. you catch your feet on something. And uh getting getting up is is going to help. I I guess if she can go a little bit further uh forward. If I if I can start pulling you forward and you can keep the locomotion of your legs going, hopefully that's enough to kind of winch you out of this. Okay. So then, uh, Squall, let's do your defy danger with strength as you try to uh, reel her in, and she is getting her footing again and finding that solid ground. Okay, that you got an 11 there. Okay, so, so I pull her too hard and fling her in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might have happened on a 7 to 9, but here uh, you're just able to do it. You hold the line taut, and you're able to pull, and she's able to pull on the other side, and together you're able to sort of meet, get her back into the into the fold despite the wind, and continue moving forward through this wall of inclement weather. And uh, Quandroy, how are you trying to help Carla here? Can I try to do a defy danger or whatever it is with charisma? Okay. Yeah, we can do that. You can try and talk her through it. Okay, so uh, you rolled a six on that one. Oh God! All uh, right. So let's let's see if if she can aid or interfere. She doesn't have any bonds with you though. She likes my ram. That should count as a bond. <laughs> okay, so she is able to to help as you start talking to her. What are you What are you saying? Just you know, Carla. This is probably the worst thing you will ever be through. And when it's over, you'll be done and you'll never experience anything like this again. It's bad. There's nothing we can do about it. We have to keep going. I know you can do it. And if it's done, it's done. Okay. She <laughs> and is, the uh, quicker you get up, the quicker it will be over. She is sort of buoyed by your words. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, this is so hard. It is. It really is. And you're doing great. We just have to keep going. She sort of starts clawing her way forward. She doesn't get up because she's too scared of the wind, but that turns out to be for the best. So she's able to sort of move, she's able to sort of like crawl through this towards you and the rest of the party as you continue moving forward okay. through the storm. We'll take it. <laughs> the storm begins to ease as you make your way through the wall of the, the whistling air and all the debris, and it starts to sort of die down. It doesn't go away. Like, you're still walking through a sandstorm here, but it's no longer constantly threatening to rip you all off your feet. Uh, and ahead of you, through the light that uh, three of you still have, you can see that you are now within, the, within a few kilometers of the impact point. It's looming above you still with those colors uh, shooting through it. 
I point to it and say to Carla, like, see, yeah, that's a, that, you know, we made it through. Look, we're, we're almost there. And you know, that thing, look at all those bright colors. Can't be that scary. She looks unconvinced, but she doesn't, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't run away or anything. She's just like, what? well, yeah, if she tried to run away, she'd drag all of us with her. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, you can sort of see in her eyes. She's trying to figure out why she has to be here. Well, that's a question that we all ask ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and about Carla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And that's what the governor said. He told her to go with you. So she's going that, with that you. Is, that, is, that is the answer to the metaphysical question of why are we here, is the governor <laughs> said. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say she's a narc, but I'm pretty sure that Squall is the narc. So uh, I, I think our, our literal jobs are to be narcs. <laughs> yours more than mine. Yeah, true, true. All right. So right. what are we actually supposed to be doing in here, like collecting this thing? You have to go see what it is. And if it's something that you can carry on your own, yes. Otherwise, make sure no one else takes it until the rest of the army gets here or more of the army gets here. Because you can probably assume that they're going to be splitting the army as much as they can to try and get all five of those that fell off. Okay. Do we have any idea how long that's going to be? Uh, you can estimate it would be couple days to a week depending on how efficiently they're able to make it and what sector they come from good thing we have three rations Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah uh yeah lots of food out here in the sandstorm wasteland too that i'll be able to forage for us so no worries guys (laughs) you'll be fine (laughs) yeah how are we gonna eat or use the bathroom in these suits well, I think that's, a, that's a question that uh, we'll leave up to the, the listener's imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's very similar to, you know, as we said before, a space suit or, yeah. Or, or maybe it's like Dune. Maybe it's like Dune. Maybe you've got a nice still suit situation going on. Yeah. I mean, uh, and all I can say is listener, if you don't get that immediately, you can look it up rather than us spending five minutes talking about it. <laughs> We've done worse things than talk about Dune for five minutes, but yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that we have, but okay. So you're making your way through the storm towards the cloud, which you can still see, and your lanterns are providing light, and there's the occasional illumination from those bright colors shooting through the clouds. Uh, but you see that the mushroom cloud is still settling, and it is getting smaller and smaller as it collapses in on itself, and the lights are flashing less and less frequently as they do. And... I guess, do you continue walking towards it, or what do you want to do? That's the plan, unless anyone has any objections. Well, I mean, it's, not, it's not getting any angrier looking, so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's do what we're here to do. I mean, I'm pretty sure whatever it is, we can kick its ass. Yep. Oh, easy. Easy. Especially in these suits. <laughs> Especially in these suits that we can't tear, or <laughs> we will be corrupted. <laughs> You make yourself especially with me with my ability to generate things made of fire. <laughs> yeah, you're totally useless. I thought about that. Like, you're totally useless. I was just like, you know, I'm gonna like ask Matt, like, can I generate my fire sword? And Matt's gonna be like, okay, uh, the fire shoots through the hoses and immediately burns everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, that might happen if you roll a six or under, maybe. But I think you can probably summon it into your glove if you are careful about it. Uh, or I could give you a knife too. Yeah. I, I, I'm leery of that because it's going to be like, all right, roll to hand me a knife and we're going to get like a one. This is going to be like, okay, you have to roll to hand you a knife. I don't know. Matt I, that's a pretty really strict mean. GM. Yeah, he's so strict. <laughs> it's a really strict GM. This is like a really number crunchy type. Uh, game that's true. Yeah. So you've all you've all done your your calculations on how much water you need to drink in order to make it through a sandstorm. Yeah, yeah. I, I admit I was put off when you told us we'd be using fatal for this uh, campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's I figured it was that or traveler and lesser of two evils, right? All right. <laughs> That's a little little joke for you traveler fans out there. Don't don't kill me. Uh, you're continuing to make your way through the desert. You're sort of trudging through this, and it's. It's not fun. I mean, 
you've probably had to walk through sand in your life at some point. And this is like that, but also like walking through really deep snow because the, the sand, as you take each step, it's getting thrown around. So it's like coming up to your knees and you really have to force your way through it. And it's an unpleasant experience. Is there anything that any of you are doing to try and alleviate the crushing horror of this situation? Uh, I'm, I mean, I could start praying loudly, but I think that would annoy everyone. <laughs> Maybe sing some hymns or something. I think it would only annoy one person, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah Carla would get pretty PO'd. Zora would probably be <laughs> at least mildly into it. Yeah, Zora would be into it. Okay, well, uh, you can you can do that. You can say that you're singing some some hymns. I'm just or going we to. Could, we could tell jokes. <laughs> Gov doesn't allow jokes. That's true. I forgot. Yeah. Griffs, though, are totally fine. Griffs are, uh, you know, Squall is mostly thinking about how much easier this would be with a Segway, but he has no idea <laughs> what a Segway is, and also it would go very badly. Yeah, I don't think a Segway would be your, your go-to for deep sand. What? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I got disconnected again. For all he knows, a bear is a Segway. That's true. I mean, he, he did he did think that that spaceship that's a giant cooked chicken is a, a confirmation of the existence of bears. Uh, bears speaking, are behind it somehow. Speaking of strange vehicles, as you are walking through this sandstorm, you suddenly see some shapes approaching you through the the gloom. And they're like, they're large shapes. They're much larger than people. They're, you know, larger than carts. Uh, but they're moving quickly over or through the sand somehow in your direction. And they appear to have lanterns hanging on them as well because there's some light coming through the darkness uh, and the sand that's pooling around these uh, as you start to see uh, vehicles. And each vehicle, as it's approaching you, uh, you can sort of see they've got sails on them and then like skis on the bottom. They're like sand skiffs or sand boats of some sort coming over the desert towards you. And we have no hope or prayer of seeing who's operating these vehicles, I'm assuming. You could try. I want to try. Okay. So that's going to be our good old discern realities. Okay. God, I'm ready to roll horribly again. Yep, me too. Yeah. Right. Well, Quanjo, uh, I'll, you, I'll, I'll, you try rolled, to, I'll try to save this. Quanjo, uh, you rolled 14. So. Yeah. That seems pretty good. Yeah. And Zora, <laughs> uh, you got a seven. Unfortunately, Squall uh, rolled a four. Yeah. I, 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 uh, in looking, I realized I had my helmet on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Squall is still just really into his current hymn, so he, he doesn't notice this happening. Uh, okay. But Zora, you can ask me a question, and Quanjo, you can ask me. Three questions, I guess, from the Discern Realities list. Do you have the list there, or do you need to hear it? I've, I've got it. Okay. Uh, you rolled first, so you can ask me the questions first. Okay, what is about to happen? Well, these boats are coming towards you. They appear to have spotted you. They are not... You don't see any weapons being aimed at you. You can see a few people on there, but they appear to just be looking towards you. You don't get the intent that they're here to attack right now okay and with that in mind uh if you can go into further detail what should i be on the lookout for other than being attacked uh you know there's still the danger of violence breaking out but uh it does not appear to be their main goal in approaching you there's also okay. you do see that they have weapons like you see they've got some bows some of them have got swords at their waist so they they are armed and there okay. are, there are a lot of them. There are, you see, you can make out about five people. You get the impression that there are more in these vehicles. All right. And what here is not what it appears to be, which is my favorite one of all these questions. <laughs> the person, one of the vehicles is different from the others. It's a bright blue color. The others are all the color of sand. So they're difficult for you to spot them in the first place. But this bright blue one, there's a, a guy standing on the front of it with his arms crossed. He's wearing all green and gold. Uh, he's got a, sort of a wrap around his head. He's wearing goggles and the wrap is going over his mouth as well. Uh, he uh, appears to be, if you would guess, the leader of this group, but he does not appear to be a member of the church. These people do not appear to be officially sanctioned evangelical order scouts or anything like that. Okay. 
Thank you. And I guess Zora, you get a question. Um, I think the only one out of the list that I don't think he asked that I think would be helpful is what here is useful or valuable to me. Uh, here in the in the in the sand, I guess. What's <laughs> what's valuable or useful? Well, to... if we heat it enough, it can make glass. <laughs> uh, what's valuable or useful to you, I think, right now is your anonymity. It's not obvious okay. that you're from the church right now, and it seems like these folks definitely aren't. Yeah, so we probably should continue pretending we're just normal people taking a jog out in the middle of the desert towards a crater in, a, in the middle of a sandstorm. Yeah, we're merchants. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's the circus. I, I assume Zora stops me from like singing hymns loudly. Yeah, Zora's, yeah. Zora's going to say, guys, we should, we should probably maybe fake it. I, I concur for sure. Well, last time we did that, we burned a house down. So, but no I'll, 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 I'll defer to the, the vote. Yeah, no house is out here. Um, I'm going to very subtly gesture towards who I perceive to be the leader and say we should speak with that one. I don't think they mean us any harm, but they could. So just be cool, guys. Azura's going to turn and look at Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Pointedly, right after he says, be cool. And I'm just going to keep being cool. All right. Uh, So the blue ship pulls up and the uh, gentleman in green sort of hops off it. A few more people pile out of that one. And then each of the other four vehicles, uh, one person gets out of them. They appear to be one person skiffs. So there's a total of 10 people here uh, facing you now. And most of them aren't really wearing too much in the way of super protective gear. Like, they're bundled up as anyone would be in a sandstorm, but uh, they don't appear to have any special protective equipment for protecting against, say, the corruption that you're told to expect. Hmm. Uh, is, is, it too, is it impossible for me to talk to this person without removing my helmet? You can try. You'd probably have to shout, but you, you can probably do it if you shout. Okay, I'm going to shout, and just as an icebreaker, I'm going to say, is it safe for me to remove this helmet? Shout at them. Uh, The gentleman looks at you, and he sort of looks around at all of his people who have, like, they've got scarves and stuff and goggles on over their faces, and he shouts back, well, uh, as long as you don't mind a little sand stinging, it should be fine, but... Okay, so as a gesture of good faith, I'm going to remove my helmet but then put on my normal like head wrappings that I wear, full face scarf thing. Unless those are too coated to look like gov equipment. I don't know that they would be. Well, they're they're blue and orange, but it's I mean, people wear blue and orange who aren't directly employed by the church. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Take off my helmet, which is real dumb, but I'm gonna do it and uh put my face wrappings on. Okay. I uh, as I, I hold Carla's shoulder as he takes the helmet off to keep her from just like having her head explode or something. <laughs> she is like, uh, you hear her gasp. So the, the gentleman sort of walks a little At the bit. Same time, I keep my helmet on because I've got the symbol of gov shaped into my head. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, so the gentleman walks towards you. He has his hand resting on the hilt of a large scimitar, yes. but he has not drawn it. He sort of looks at you and says, who are you and what are you doing out here? Well, I could ask you the same thing, but, uh, you know, you asked first, so I'll be polite. Um, you know, I'm just an everyday survivalist, uh, wilderness enthusiast, and came out here with my friends to check this out. This isn't something you see every day. No, no, I only recall seeing anything like this once before. Going on 30 years ago now, but never this close to my home. Yes, never this close to my home either. Um... (laughs) What what do you make of all of this? Uh, he sort of gives you a look, and you, you can't see his face, but uh, he's definitely squinting at you. You live around here, do you? Well, around is relative. I live within several kilometers, enough that I felt the ground shake and felt the need to come over here and take a look at this. Hmm. Well, you've entered my territory... And you're coming from the direction of the place we don't like very much. I hope that you're not here on their business. 
No, completely our own business. You're gonna you're gonna have to defy danger here with your charisma. Okay. Because that is a blatant lie. Well sure, but I don't really have any other choices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You rolled yourself a seven. Uh, so that means I have to offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so he looks at you and he says, So you're not from that that church of Gov, and that kingdom to the east. Uh, so is this my hard choice, Matthew, whether to just blatantly lie? You've already, you've already lied. You've already made that lie. He's just confirming with you your lie right now. Uh, all right, I'm just going to keep going with the grift. No, I am not with them. You hear uh, Carla starting to shout something. I pinch her air tube so that it does not carry through. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So before it's cut off, you can hear her voice coming through your helmet. Like she's questioning, like, why would you, why would you say that to these heretics? They're, they're clearly, you know, and then it just cuts off like that. And then she starts. And can they, can they hear that coming out of like the neck hole of Quan Joy's suit? Unfortunately, they do hear her shout the word heretics. And, uh, Carla, I said to be cool. <laughs> no, I, 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 can I, can I cut in and do my own, uh, yeah. do my own, um, as, role charisma. As to, soon as we are done it. with this consequence. Okay. Um, so, or, or rather aid or interfere, I should say, because I, I, I got to back up my grip, buddy. <laughs> so his, yeah, uh, we're... his gloved hand, <laughs> tightens on the grip the hilt of his scimitar and the people behind him begin drawing their weapons and he sort of says i think it'd be best if the four of you came quietly with us uh you know i don't have any problems with that for the time being do you mind if we get a look at what we came to look at first since it's on the way back i'm imagining we're headed there you can come with us and we'll see what we see before we get there I think that's really our only choice. Yeah, no, this seeing is, as how uh, they're my, my, my plan armed. is uh, my plan doesn't work anymore. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not backing you into a corner here. There, there no, are. I'll, I'll come. I'll come up with a different co-grip. There, there are only ten of them. I'll say, but it's up to you <laughs> how you want to handle this. <laughs> Do you remember how good we were at combat last time, and then we're wearing these radiation suits? Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, you are you are heroic figures, uh, but if yeah, you're... but that's like a total misrepresentation. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? I want to give a glance over to Zora to see what she thinks, since she is our combat specialist. Um, she kind of shrugs and then kind of does a head tilt back and forth, like, "Well, I'm happy to take them on," is what that conveys. <sighs> Well, I'm not the leader, so. Zora's not the leader either. Closer to me. Gov is our leader. So. Yeah, as, as you may recall from last uh, session, the technically the leader of the group is Squall. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we letting Squall make the important life decisions? <laughs> okay, I got, I got to think about how to play this one. He's the highest ranked individual within the church, which makes him de facto the authority here. Okay. Uh, I, I think I got to go big and go home. Uh, so I'm going to rip my helmet off dramatically. Okay. And reveal that I am, in fact, the stalwart. Your rat tail whips out into the wind. But yeah, my rat tail just unfurls. Like it was like coiled. <laughs> mm-hmm. It unspools and. In whipping in the wind, immediately like wax Carla's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> she ducks and is like putting her hands over her head to try and protect her lantern. And I say, you know, uh, how do I want to phrase this? I'm sorry, I keep swearing. That's all right. But uh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm all of a sudden I'm drawing a blank for like you know dramatic dialogue, but words <laughs> to the effect of you know, like we're with the church, but you know. We're bringing it down from the inside, and we want <laughs> what that is, so that we can use it for our own ends. Don't mind our our manservant here, 
she doesn't know anything about the plan. <laughs> and I think I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I first I indicated Zora to go. Wait, that wait, Carl is that one. <laughs> okay, uh, so you're you're going big there. You've got a, a big lie that you're attempting. Yeah, this is so, a huge I, I, lie, I, and I love that the stalwart. Is always the one that makes up huge lies. <laughs> because I'm the one who has to, I'm the leader, so I have to make the biggest lies. Is there any way I can aid here? Uh, is that something Zora would do? Look, we, yes, she's going to do it. Screw it. She's not actually, I mean, she figures he's just going on with the grift. Might as well it's, try it's, and it's get. The grift. I'm, I'm winking at Zora repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so if she's, you know, like, this is the griff, she is going to try and help him. We we He's have, a, I, I think during the six weeks, we should have taught Zora a little bit of, like, our grifting tricks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. These right. heretics still have a chance to, to convert back to, to Gov's light, so she would prefer not to have to slash right through them okay. immediately. All right, so give them, uh, give your aid or interfere role and tell me what Zora is saying to help out. She'll take off her her helmet as well mm-hmm. and um, go, he is right. We've been trying to do this for some time. We'd be grateful if you could offer us your aid or assistance. Okay, and Squall, you... I, I tell him, you know, well, the governor doesn't even know we're here. He's, but no. he uh, looks, what, what am I doing? Defy danger or... It's defy danger with charisma, yes. Okay. Wow. Okay, you got a, a 13 there. So now uh, there is a group of people who will uh, at some point go out into the world and tell everyone that the Star Wars is a <laughs> <laughs> So the... Oh uh, my god. The man this at the front... This is so fantastic. <laughs> he, he hears you and he sees the conviction with which you and Zora speak. And uh, he takes his hand off of his scimitar again. And he sort of gives a slight nod, and his uh, his crew put their weapons away as well. And he says, Very well, then. If what you say is true, then you are welcome here amongst Bybar's Zephyrs. I am Admiral Bybar. I'm Squall. Pleasure to meet you, Squall. And I'm, I like, I'm like about to say, like, actually, it's the Stall War and catch myself the last <laughs> second. <laughs> <laughs> Carla is in a panic right now. Like, she is sort of moving back and forth, trying to figure out where to go uh, and what to do. But uh, Zora the... puts a firm hand on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so the Admiral, Admiral Bybar is there. He nods towards his ship, the larger blue one, and says, We have room inside or we can discuss this further and you can get out of those. He looks at your suits and raises an eyebrow, which just translates as part of his scarf going up slightly. Outfits. Look, it's 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 what we it's what we could get on short notice to protect ourselves from the sand. Of course, I don't not know what us, uh, not all of us have. Uh, have uh, I mean, that is a. I don't think I've ever quite seen a ship like that before. Well, if you've been living in that domain over there, I don't see why you would. You've got all the best territory, all the best farmland. You don't have to live as we do. That's a fair point. I Come. don't have a counter argument. He says, and he turns and uh, walks back up the ramp into his ship. Guess we're going to follow him. Yeah, it's not every day you get to ride in a cool ship. Zora will get on enthusiastically, her hand still on Carla's shoulder. Carla is... uh, as, 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 as Zora is bringing Carla by, I kind of like lean in and like look into the visor of Carla's helmet and wink. <laughs> <laughs> her eyes are just sort of wide and, and wild looking. She seems to be hyperventilating inside her suit. Um, yeah, I can kind of feel that coming through the tube into mine. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can hear it for sure. Uh, uh, in those six weeks, we should have just taught Carla how to be cool. <laughs> uh, I think it I takes a lot longer than six yeah. <laughs> So you make it up into the ship, and you see that it is, uh, you know, it's a it's a wooden ship. It looks like it's sturdily constructed of of light wood materials. You can obviously hear the sandstorm uh, battering against it on the outside, but uh, with the uh, sails down, it's not going anywhere right now. It's just sort of sitting in the sands. And yeah, it's it's the inside of a boat, basically. You're in the hold of a boat, and uh, you can see that there are a few rooms off to the left and right. 
Uh, there's it looks like a maybe a galley at the back, and there's some stairs. Uh, no, not stairs. There's a ladder leading up to uh, another floor or another deck, I should say, above. The admiral sort of uh, goes in and he walks back to the galley where there's a sort of a, a long table with benches next to it. And he says, I'll wait here and you can get out of those clunky things and we'll talk more. Turns to some of his crew and, and starts giving orders and they start going to rummage around and look for supplies, it looks like. So will they realize that I'm wearing a clown costume or will they just assume that these are like <laughs> gov robes? I guess we'll find out once they see it. Um, query. Or actually, yeah, look- Zor's going to ask if there's a, a place where she and Carla can, can change privately as they are women folk. They stare at you in a complete lack of comprehension. The mixture of male and female and other crew here. And just like, uh, okay. <laughs> just like, they think you're very strange. <laughs> But they gesture to one of the side rooms. I I give a big, like, what can you do shrug, as if to say, like, I'm cool like you guys. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm fine changing in front of strange people. And and don't forget, you're wearing this stuff over your clothes, so it's not like... You're not naked in these spacesuits. But, uh, yeah, they they gesture to a side room. I'm pretty sure I am. I'm pretty sure Quanjoy said earlier. Some of you may have some of you may have chosen uh, that route, but it is not a necessity. No, of I, I still ha- I still haven't like I've gotten the grease paint off, but I still haven't changed out of the clown outfit. Yeah, naturally. Um, it's while just comfortable, really. While they're changing in a private room, uh, Zora's gonna tell Carla what's going on if she couldn't tell by the wink earlier. Carla, do you know what a grift is? <laughs> it's like this. I'm not. You know, you know what, you know what my friends did before. I, of course, I do. Just you startled me. It took me by surprise. I, the last time, my friends suddenly claimed they had moved away from the church. My family died, and my friends left or died, and it was. Well, your friends before weren't the sword, the stalwart, and the, uh, the seeker. I, I poke my head in just to say that. <laughs> yeah, so that really helps with the whole privacy situation. Yeah. Carla's, I assume they're just in, like, like an indoor house, basically. Yeah, they're just, they're just in, like, a bunk, uh, a bunk room with several bunks along the sides of it. Uh, it seems like there is... If the other rooms are similar to this one, there's more. There's room for more people in this ship than you have seen so far. Okay. You can see that there are the tracks of tears down the sand in her face. She's not handling this well because of her past experiences with exactly this kind of situation. Carla, we are your friends, and we would never turn away from Torms. Torms. Oh my god, obviously I've been playing a lot of D&D lately. Uh, I, I think we found the heretic in the party. <laughs> what a twist. Good work, Carla. <laughs> we would never turn away from Gov's light. You have nothing to fear. If you do I'm not I'm going to make like a you... jerk-off motion in the background. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I assume we came in just because, uh, you know, when, once you two wandered off to change out of things, the other two of us realized that we're still connected by tubes. Yeah, you do have those <laughs> like tubes. Awkwardly, like, crab-walked after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Carla is trying to take deep breaths, and she's muttering something to herself again, try and bring herself back to her centered state, as centered as she ever gets, which is not very centered. But she's just trying to get that anxiety, that uh, that traumatic response under control again. She's, I'll just... I'll just I'll be I'll just try to be quiet and not react. That's a good good life decision. Well, I, you know, the three of us, the four of us, should get on the same page. Uh, we can always, you know, Carla, if you're not comfortable going along with uh, actively grifting these guys, uh, just say that we grabbed you along because you had a map, and you know, if if anyone asks, you're not here by choice. Well, I. That's easy to say because it's true. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the best lie is the truth. I'll try. I hope you guys heard my cat screaming just then. (laughs) No, we didn't. 
Did uh, not, I actually sorry. got disconnected at just the right time, so I didn't. <laughs> no, my cat just came up behind me. At, at, during the uh, during Carla's speech, my cat came up behind me and just wailed, and I was like, oh, yeah, he, he's, he doesn't like Carla's situation here. No, he he sympathizes. He's been there. We all have. <laughs> okay, so you're... Uh, now he wants to bite me. Can, can I take uh, one second just to put my cat out of the room? Because uh, Wailing has turned to trying to bite me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I'll be right I think back. Now's probably an okay time for like a three-minute break, too, I would imagine. Sorry, I'm having a rough time today. <laughs> That's all right. Let's take a break uh, before you leave this area and go back out to talk to Admiral Bybars. And, uh, yeah, we'll return shortly. Yeah, very shortly. All the best. Thank you for joining us for this episode of InGov's Service, a side story of Splinters of a Broken Sun. We've gotten two new iTunes reviews, and I'd just like to take a moment to read over them and thank the reviewers. First, we've got Elizabeth Shannon, who wrote an original RPG experience. This game is different from a lot of other tabletop game podcasts. Not only is this set in an interesting original story in place, but it uses the Fate game system. The first episodes are a little rough, but it's definitely worth a listen. Thank you, Elizabeth, and I'm glad that you stuck with us through the prologue. Our next new review is from Kuda Cutie. It says, Great setting and interesting characters. I really enjoy this podcast. It uses a game system that I'm really fond of, and the setting is really interesting. There is a real weight to the world that the group has created. The podcast is well edited, and you can tell everyone is enjoying themselves. So thank you so much for your review as well, and I'm glad that you're enjoying the experience and the world that we're building together. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, well, please do. I know iTunes is a bit of a hassle to use, but it does help us out a lot. And you can help us out even more by just telling a friend or tweeting about us using the Broken Sun RPG hashtag. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.